Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. First, the bad news. SAP Business AI won't help you generate cubist versions of your family's holiday photos. But it will help you understand which supplier is best to help you roll out your plant-based packaging in Southeast Asia. Or identify the training your junior project manager needs to rise up the ranks. And automate repetitive tasks while you focus on big innovations. So you can be ready for the next opportunity. Revolutionary technology. Real-world results. That's SAP Business AI. Starring Jack Benny with Mary Livingston, Phil Harris, Rochester, Larry Stevens, and yours truly, Don Wilson. And now, ladies and gentlemen, we take you to Jack Benny's home in Beverly Hills, where we find Jack sick in bed, suffering from the shock of last week's harrowing event. How do you feel, boss? No. It's a whole week now, and the police still haven't found the man who robbed you. Quiet. <laughs> Quiet, Polly. This is all Steve Bradley's fault, a fine press agent. <coughs> Rochester, hand me my sympathy soothing syrup. Please. Your sympathy soothing syrup? <laughs> yes, it's in that... It's in that bottle over there. The label reads Yatapamus. Sympathy spells backwards as Yatapamus. <laughs> I know, I know. Doggone boss, I think you're taking too much of those spell backward medicines. Why? You're the only man I know who sleeps with his feet on the pillow. Well, I just thought the change would do me good. Turn on the radio, Rochester. Yes, sir. Oh, yes, there's a happy man in Hollywood tonight. Oh. I told Steve Bradley once, I told him a thousand times, I only dreamt I won that money. He made a big publicity stunt out of it. So what happens? I get robbed. That's what happens. I get robbed. There's a happy man in Hollywood tonight. Happy man. <laughs> <laughs> Polly, quiet. Gee, Rochester, it's awful to be sick in bed. It's so boring. I'm sorry, boss. I've done the best I can to keep you entertained. I know. Here, Rochester. Blow me some more bubbles. <laughs> Go ahead. It's me, man. It's Steve Bradley. Oh, oh, now look, Steve. Yes, I... but it's the greatest thing that ever happened. Your picture's in every paper in the country. Well, the whole nation's talking about you. What other guy would have the good luck to be robbed of $10,000? <laughs> 
Good luck. Why, I've given you a whole new personality. I've made you the new Jack Benny. You're no longer Benny the Tight Quad, Benny the Skin Print, Benny the Miser. Benny the Miser, Benny the Miser. <laughs> Quiet, Polly. Rochester, give him a cracker or something. I'll give him a caramel. That'll keep his mouth shut. <laughs> Now, what were you saying, Steve? I was telling you with all the publicity you're getting out of it, this robbery was the best thing that ever happened to you. It is? Why, certainly. You're getting more publicity out of this than if you were signed up to fight Joe Lewis. Joe Lewis? I wouldn't fight Joe Lewis. You better grab him now while he's out of condition. <laughs> oh, stop, will you? Well, get him on now, Benny. Just drop by to tell you that a reporter from the United Press will be dropping in on you for an interview. A newspaper man? Yes, and remember, Benny, not a word about that dream. Everybody thinks you won that $646,000. You've got to keep believing it. Now, no matter what happens, so long. Well, maybe he's right. But that other silly thing about wanting me to fight Joe Lewis. I'm not in condition either. <laughs> Gee, if, if I... <laughs> Polly. Polly, please be quiet. Please. Daddy's sick. <laughs> Rochester, get me my... Oh, hello, Mary. Hello, Jack. Gee, you look bad. Thanks. Fine thing to say to a poor, sick man. Oh, Jack, don't be so irritable. Well, my goodness, Mary, you'd be irritable, too, if you were robbed of $10,000. But it's only money. You don't have to be so upset about it. I'm not upset. Then why don't you take that wreath off your door? I didn't put it there. Anyway, Jack, you're still ahead $636,000. Why worry about $10,000? <coughs> I'm not worrying. Rochester, go in the kitchen and get some plates so we can serve the fruit Miss Livingston brought. But, Jack, I didn't bring any fruit. Hmm. You knew I was sick. <laughs> well, Rochester, bring some fruit anyway. What have we got? Grapes. Grapes? Good, I'll have six. <laughs> how, uh, how many will you have, Mary? I'll have They're the... the large ones. <laughs> Go ahead. Go ahead, Rochester. Bring them in. Okay, boss. I better bring a couple of spares. <laughs> oh, Jack, I got a letter from Mama this morning. You did? Well, what does the baby schnook of Plainfield have to say? <laughs> Go ahead, Mary. Read it. <clears throat> My darling daughter, Mary, the whole family listened to Gabriel Heater's program the other night and was so thrilled to hear about Jack winning all that money. Please send us all the details as we didn't hear the finish of the program. The owner came back and made us get out of his car. <laughs> Serves him right for sitting in Mildred's Piers. <laughs> hey. hey! Oh, boy, Mildred's Piers. <laughs> oh, boy, that's a good one. Gee, little Ritz Spears. I must save that for the program. I'll have Rochester put it on ice. <laughs> Go ahead with the letter. Your sister, babe, has given up her job in the tuna cannery and gone back to her first love, the stage. Oh, fine. She's working at the local theater, and when she heard about Jack winning all that money, she got so excited she fell off the runway. <laughs> I knew she could do it. <laughs> Your Uncle Lou would like to know if Jack would invest some of his winnings in his new invention. Invention? Your Uncle Lou has developed an explosive more powerful than the atomic bomb and has had one successful experiment. 
However, he needs money for a new factory, as the old one hasn't come down yet. What a guy. We'll close now with love from your mother, Leilani Livingston. We pay track odds. We pay track odds? Uh, Mama used her business stationery. Oh, what a corny letter. Say, Mary, turn on the radio and see what's on, will you? Okay. <laughs> Mildred Spears. Oh, boy, that was a humdinger, wasn't it? <laughs> I'm as restless as a willow in a windstorm I'm as jumpy as a puppet on a string I'd say that I had spring fever But I know it isn't spring I am starry-eyed and vaguely discontented Like a nightingale without a song to sing Oh, why should I have spring fever when it isn't even spring? I keep wishing I were somewhere else walking down a strange new street hearing things that I have never heard and a girl I've As a spider spinning daydreams I'm as giddy as a baby on a swing I haven't seen a crocus or a rosebud Or a robin on the wing But I feel so gay in a melancholy way That it might as well be Mildred Spears. <laughs> oh, boy, that was a dilly, wasn't it? Say, Jack, that sounded like Larry Stevens. Yeah, probably one of his records. How are you feeling now, boss? Oh, just about the same. You want me to get some more ice? No, no, I've got plenty. You want me to call the drugstore for some more medicine? No, no, i got plenty here. You want me to call the Red Cross for some more blood? <laughs> no, I don't want to wear out my welcome. <laughs> I guess I'll be all right if I rest. Oh, by the way, boss, a telegram just came for you. Who's it from? Read it, Mary. Okay. It's from Fred Allen. Oh. <laughs> what, uh, what does Smellbound have to say? <laughs> it says, uh, Dear Jack, just learned that you were robbed of $10,000. If you find the dirty crook that did it, please let me know, as I would like to have him as a guest star on my program. <laughs> Hmm. We'll do the broadcast from San Quentin if necessary. 
What a smart aleck. I can't wait till I do my next broadcast so I can beat him to that Mildred Pierce joke. <laughs> Mildred Pierce, that's a goodie. Yes, sir. Rochester, answer the door. Answer the door, answer the door. I heard the man! Doggone, that parrot sure gets on my nerves shooting off his mouth. I wonder if a Mickey Finn works on birds. <laughs> oh, well. Well, hello, Mr. Harris, Mr. Wilson. Hello, Rochester. Hello, Roch. How's the high command? He's feeling a little better, I think. Here's his room, gentlemen. Now, don't excite him. Well, hello, boys. Hello, Mary. Hiya, Livy. Hello, Jackson. Feel any better since you lost that 10,000 bucks? <coughs> Hey, Jackson, you better watch that cough. You might get pneumonia. Pneumonia? Yeah, I had to leave school once on account of pneumonia. I couldn't spell it. <laughs> oh, Harris, you ought to be twins. You bring such joy to these shut-ins. You... <laughs> Phil, I'm sick enough. Mary, pull the cover up a little, will you? I feel like I'm getting another chill. Say, Jackson, if you're having chills, I know the very thing for you. What? A rum flip. No, Phil, I don't think I want anything. Well, they're really great. You see the egg in it gives you strength and the sugar gives you energy. What does the rum do? It gives you ideas about what to do with the strength and energy. <laughs> There's someone in the door, Rochester. I'll get it, I'll get it. <laughs> why, why don't you sit down, fellas? Say, Jack. Why don't you give me your Mildred's Pierce joke? I will not. <laughs> I'm saving that baby for myself. Leave me. Oh, boss, boss. What is it, Rochester? There's a detective here, and he wants to talk to you alone. A detective? Yes, sir. Here he is. Oh. Come on, kids. We'll go out in the kitchen and make some coffee. Okay. Did, uh, did you want to see me, sir? Yeah, Mr. Benny. I'm Inspector Flanagan. Hey, you was robbed Saturday night, so they put me on the case to ask you some questions. Uh, well, come right over here, Inspector, and sit down by the bed. Thanks. Hmm. It, it, it must be tough for you to follow anybody. <laughs> now, uh, what... <coughs> What do you want to know, Inspector? Uh, wait till I cut out my pencil. Uh, there. Now, where was you on the night of June the 23rd? June the 23rd? What's that got to do with it? I don't know. We always ask that question. <laughs> oh. Uh, now, this mug, what stuck you up? What did it look like? Well, he had one cauliflower ear, his nose was broken, a big scar across the right side of his face, and a large mole on his chin. Any identifying marks? <laughs> hmm. Look, Mr. Benny, one more thing. Thank you. Oh, excuse me. Hello? Hello, is this Benny? Yes. Now, listen, Benny, if anybody's there, don't let on who you're talking to. What? This is the guy that stuck you up. Holy cow. And I'm calling to warn you, don't say a word, see? But look, hey, I... Hey, have got... any coppers been nosing around asking you questions? Well, yes. In fact, there's... There's one here now. What? I said there's one here now. Well, you better not tell him what I look like or anything else. If you do, I'll fill you so full of lead, you'll need 35 pallbearers. 35? <laughs> My goodness, I only have a few friends. <laughs> so remember, keep your mouth shut, Benny, or your life ain't worth a plug dime. Yeah, well, thank you, thank you. That's a deal. It's nice, nice of you to call. I will. Goodbye. <laughs> what was that? 
Uh, a friend of mine. Call to cheer me up. I thought I heard you say this one here now. One here now? Yeah, what was that? Oh. <laughs> oh, that, that was my Chinese laundry man. One here now. <laughs> you know, he's got that little place on third. I thought Greenberg was on third. <laughs> No, no, look, this, this is Maine and third. Oh. Well, I got all the dope I need. I'll be getting along on Mr. Perry. <laughs> just, just, you know, that description I gave you, the bandit, wasn't exactly accurate. No? No, no, I remember now. He didn't have a mole on his chin or a broken nose or a scar. In fact, this mug, he looked a lot like... Like Roddy McDowell. Oh, well, I gotta go, but you can rest assured, Mr. Bennett, and I'll be on the case day and night. Well, don't work too hard, Inspector. Goodbye. Oh, what an awful mess I'm in now. All because I dreamt I won $646,000. Oh, well, I gotta go through with it. Take my temperature. The thermometer's on the table. All right, Jack. Now open your mouth. Ah. Wider. Ah. No use, Jack. It won't go in your mouth. I'll have to take the thermometer off the calendar. <laughs> no, uh, never mind. Just, just hand me an aspirin, will you? Well, I think I'd better say goodbye now, Jack. I've got to get home for dinner. Why don't you stay here, Mary? We're just going to have a little broth and some rice. We're running out of rice, boss. We are? Well, Rochester, tomorrow you better go down to the market and get another hundred pounds. Okay, I'll take the rickshaw. <laughs> hmm. Well, I'm going, Jack. I hope you feel better. Thanks. So long, Mary. Chop, chop. Before I go down and fix dinner, is there anything you want me to do up here? No, no. Say, Rochester, how come we're so low on... Oh, Rochester, that's probably the newspaper man, Steve Bradley, sending over for an interview. Have him come right up. Yes, sir. Mr. Benny in? Yes, sir, but he's sick in bed. Oh, that's too bad. You think I could talk to him for a few minutes? Yes, sir, he's expecting you. You're the newspaper man, aren't you? Newspaper man? No, no, my name is Rainey. Lloyd Rainey. I'm from the income tax department. Uh-oh! <laughs> well, Mr. Benny's pretty sick. I don't think he I'll can... I'll only take a minute of his time. Yes, sir, right this way. Here's his room. This is Mr. Rainey, boss, from the... Well, well, have the gentleman come in. But, boss, he's... I know, I know, I've been waiting for him. Uh, come right in, Mr. Rainey. But, boss... Rochester. 
Go out and close the door. Okay. Oh, okay. Well, I'm glad you came over, Mr. Rainey. Sit down. I'm sorry to see you're indisposed, Mr. Benny. Yes, the experience was such a shock to my nerves, but not that I mind losing the measly $10,000. I'm still ahead (laughs) $636,000. Yes, so I understand. (laughs) Tell me, Mr. Benny, how did you ever come to bet $85,000 on that horse? Well, (laughs) well, you know the old saying, Mr. Rainey, when you've got a hunch, Better bunch. <laughs> Hunt bunch. <laughs> yes, sir. That was a good. I was as good as Mildred Spears. <laughs> oh yes, I sure knocked him over for a lot of dollars. Yeah. Well, Mr. Benny, when you won that six hundred thousand, you certainly stirred up a lot of interest down at the office. Well, it is a lot of money, but you can tell your readers I'm still the same old Jack Benny. My reader? Yes. Uh, you're from the United Press, aren't you? No. No, I'm... I'm from the income tax department. Yo! Oh. Mr. Benny. Mr. Benny, are you all right? <laughs> yes. Just help me get back in bed. There. There you are. (coughs) Thanks. Now to get back to business, Mr. Benny. You understand, of course, that this visit is purely unofficial. We just like to keep abreast of things. And that $600,000 you want is taxable income. It is? I mean, is it? Yes, you see, a lot of people are under the false impression that they don't have to declare money won at gambling. Yeah, but this, you see, this is all a mistake, Mr. Rainey. You see, I, I really, I didn't really win any money. You know, it was all a, a publicity stunt, you know. You know, so your trip here really wasn't necessary. <laughs> You see? Now, wait a minute, Mr. Yeah, Benny. Yeah, wait a minute, yes. Everybody had it on the radio, including Gabriel Heater, Erskine Johnson, Bill Stern. Yeah, but what do they know? I'm the fellow who won the money. I mean, I'm the fellow who dreamt. Who dreamt he won. I dreamt it, you know. It was only a dream, a dream, you know. Dream. Now, now, Mr. Benny. <laughs> Mr. Benny, you yeah. can argue all you want. I know. But when March 15th comes, you'll have to pay the tax on $646,000. Well, got it. Oh, Mr. Benny, it's only money. It isn't as though we were taking your life's blood. Mr. Rainey, let me be the best judge of that. <laughs> and besides, I haven't... Well, done... have it your own way. But look... But I... down at our office, we use the old saying, Mr. Benny, when you win on a hunch, you gotta pay a bunch. <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Rainey! <laughs> oh, my goodness. All this trouble just because I dreamt I won $646,000. This is all Steve Bradley for. Why did Rochester let that man in the house? Mildred Spears, Mildred Spears. <laughs> Shut up, Polly. It ain't funny now. Slumber and shadows 
along the Navajo Trail. When it's night and crickets are calling and coyotes are making a well, I dream by a smoldering fire along the Navajo Trail. I love to lie and listen to the music when the wind is Drumming a sagebrush guitar When over yonder hill the moon is climbing You'll always find me wishing on a star Well, what do you know? It's morning already There's the dawning so silver and pale It's time to climb into my saddle Rochester, where are you? Next door in Mr. Ronald Coleman's house. What? Don't open your mouth. That man in there with you is from the income tax department. Well, thanks for calling, Rochester, but you're too late. Well, I tried to warn you, boy. Warn me? Why did you let him in the house? I don't know how to admit that size. Rochester, if I told you once, I told you a thousand times. When somebody comes to the house, find out who it is. Get their name. Get their card. Don't let them in till you know who they are. Benny Show is rebroadcast especially for you soldiers, sailors, Marines, and Coast Guardsmen of the United Nations. 